What time is it? Oh, hello. Welcome to Improv O'Clock with the Makeup Artists. I'm Gareth. The only person reading a script in this podcast is me, because if I stop reading, the bomb goes off. The rest of this lot will be dangerously off script. They are Josh, Lauren, Jim, Maddie, Shah, Rob and Harvey. For those with a more delicate ear, the language used by the aforementioned could be considered to be less than proper, so don't say you weren't warned. Now we enter a section of the podcast called Questions O'Clock. I could ask them about their lives, but I simply don't care. So this week's questions are taken from a forum about farming. Josh, how hot is too hot for a sheep? Depends what the sheep's wearing, I guess. Is it in lingerie? Is it in, you know, fishnets? Or is it just really hot temperature-wise? I'd say less than Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> what, you mean the, the, bu- the temperature that books burn at? What I was going to say was that Fahrenheit 451, the book, if you read it to a sheep, would get them very hot under their woolly collar. The imagery <laughs> in the book is a... Yes, them turned on. Yes, them rammed it. And the temperature itself. What a combination. Yes, I also find political thrillers a major turn-on. Rob, are you aware of John Froelich, father of the gasoline-powered tractor? I've got no opinion on that. Oh, good. Uh, this was supposed to stimulate discussion, but, you know, you just carry on. It's all right. It's all right. No worries. Welcome. Jim, is there a demand <laughs> for young, fattened bulls? I bloody hope so. That's what I describe myself as, and I'm pretty certain there's a few <laughs> others in this call who might describe themselves as that. I definitely would. Lauren, who do you sell your grain to? Uh, the supermarket? I don't know. Where do people sell grain? (laughs) (laughs) Bread makers. The bread makers. Okay. Harvey, (laughs) does the hydrostatic transmission on the GT275 drive both the left and right wheels? Left and right, yes. Back and front, no. (laughs) Just, just. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it was a speech impediment. Left and right, yes. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Harvey Mosh. Shah, has anyone in Shropshire seen my horse? You'll have to ask him because I'm not from Shropshire, but I hope so because it's very sad to hear that someone's lost their horse. As a fan, <laughs> as an avid fan of the Shetland Pony, I can only imagine the heartbreak someone would go through if they'd lost their horse. Well, that question was from four years ago, so that horse was either found or is dead. Or both. I'm, go- I'm an optimist. I'm going to believe that the horse is alive and well. Maddie, why won't my man goose have sex with a lady goose? You, that is so heteronormative of you. Okay. Perhaps this male goose, this is Pride Month, we are in June. Perhaps this male goose would like to meet another male goose. You cannot force this. What would you call it? Goose you know, when this sex happens. <laughs> well, you cannot, you cannot force it. Let, the let meshing it be. of the fingers. Y- you know, <laughs> just, just let it be. Let the goose love, love who the goose wants to love. And gooses be gay. That's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really so emotional too. saying that. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I really got into it. 
Now it's time to play a few games. The scene prompts have not been seen by these guys, so everything they say will be made up. Our first game today is called Apology. In this game, Jim is going to be apologising to Harvey, Lauren and Shah. The catch is that everyone knows what he is apologising for. Everyone, that is, except for Jim. After being given a hard time about what he's apologised for, Jim will then try to guess what that is. Jim, can you mute us, please? Okay, Jim, can you hear us? I'm going to assume that's a no. So, Jim killed all the animals at Twycross Zoo. So, uh, that's what Jim's going to be apologising for. Right, let's all wave at Jim so he knows to put his headphones back. I think he's too busy eating pizza. Sorry, there's a cat between my legs. (laughs) Easy sailor. Right. When you're ready, Jim, beg forgiveness. Hey, guys, I bet you're wondering why I've called you all here today. And I just need to say I am truly uh, unapologetically sorry. I, I, I don't know why I did what I did. And it, and it happens to the worst of us. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> and it happened to me. So I am sorry. I mean, why? We all want to know why. It was just a, a bad time, a bad moment. It was just one of those things that it, it, it just happened. I'm sorry, um, I don't know if you get the gravity of the situation, Jim. We're not just talking about somebody shitting in somebody's pillow before they went to sleep. <laughs> this is major. Yeah, um, it is incredibly major. You are, you are right. Um, it, I, all I can say is I'm sorry. I, 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 will, I will try and say that I will learn from this. Uh, I'm human. I make mistakes. This could happen again. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. <laughs> I don't think, Jim, I don't think that you are, you're being very sincere here because if you were, you would know full well that this, this, this doesn't happen every day. You, you know, you're saying you know, this, this sort of stuff happens. This doesn't happen. This was a, a pure calculated attack, for, for want of a better word. And I, I, for one, I think the, the, the families of the victims deserve an apology. I was going so to say, think like of the say? children. Yeah. Exactly. The children, and think of Sir David. That's who you need to Absolutely. be thinking of. That's who you need to be thinking of. You've let him down. I, I am, well, I'll apologise to Sir David when I see him. Um, if I see him, um, I'm not entirely sure if I'll ever get the opportunity again. Uh, but what I'll say to the children is, um, oops. <laughs> we all make mistakes. It's just a fact of growing up. Um, you just go, once you learn to, to not let the mistakes define you, you, you'll be able to live better and freer. And so to all children who I, I may or may not have caused damage to, um, I am truly, truly sorry. I don't think he's taking this seriously. I think you have, and also you said you called us here. This is your disciplinary. Like we called you here. What's going on? You, you just seem to think the whole thing's a massive joke. And I, for one, I, I won't stand for it. I'm, I'm off. I'm off. I think I'm you're off. really addressing the elephant in the room here, Jim. If I'm, if I'm totally honest, <laughs> I think you really, really need to knuckle down to it now. Oh, absolutely. And but. It's just a mistake. Like you, you could make a mistake, Harvey, as big as this. You could make one smaller, um, but eventually you just have to to stand up and just say, "Look, I made that mistake. I am sorry." Um, no matter what happened, 
uh, and what w- what the repercussions will be. You've just got to stand by whatever you did. I mean, I think everybody at the end of this, Jim, will be thinking and wondering whether you've convinced us, can a cheetah change its spots? And I don't think you've convinced me, if I'm honest. I agree. <laughs> I agree. The shit you have caused. I mean, it's going to take a lot of clearing up today. Okay, I think I'm going to draw that to a close. Jim, do you know what you were apologising for? Did I accidentally um, pour a lot of elephant turd over uh, some children and Sir David Jason? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you got from Sir David? <laughs> Just realised with animals, there's probably one Sir David who's slightly higher on that list. But no, I'm going to go with my guns and say no, it's Sir David Jason. Elephant shit and a school bus full of children. So what you actually did was you killed all the animals at Twycross Zoo. (laughs) And he's he's going, yeah, these these things happen. You know, and I'm not saying I wouldn't do it again. Maybe I would. <laughs> well, those animals had it coming. What time is it? Improv o'clock. I wrote these words. I can read them. I can, I promise. This next game involves bringing other people onto the show, and today, other people is Glenn. Glenn once got cautioned at work for showing someone his impression of a goat. Say hello to Glenn, everyone. Hi, Glenn. Hello again. That's right, actually Glenn. true, isn't it? That that because yeah. normally you say those things and they're, they're not always definitely facts. I'll tell you what. Like I'll, give you guys a, I'll give you guys a a demonstration in a minute. Don't don't shit yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I know what your impression <laughs> of a goat is. I know, it's bad, <laughs> Ready? Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> So as this is an audio medium, Glenn just headbutted me in the arm. That's one for the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> what they will be doing is providing sound effects for a scene created by Maddie and Josh. For instance, if Josh said he was strangling a goose, it would sound like this. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> so... Maddie and Josh, your scene is that you are both firefighters who've been called to tackle a local blaze. Get it, Josh! Get it! Get the hose! Okay, you know what? I'm going to go get the hose now you've right, said it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the nozzle. Okay, I'm turning the nozzle, Josh. All right. Josh, I'm turning the nozzle, please, May. I turn the nozzle now. Yes. Oh, sorry. Agua. I can hear some sort of... Mammal in the background. I'll just go throw that away. Thank you. Thank you. There seems to be something really strange stuck in the hose. It's making a really odd guttural kind of sound. <laughs> Josh, can you put your hand inside the hose, please, and reach it out? I've got T-Rex arms. I can't. I've got my hand on it. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I killed it. Sorry. I squeezed it a bit too hard. I know. I'm going to take the end of the hose off of the truck. Okay, I'm taking the end of the hose off the truck now. And I'm going to blow down the end of the hose and it should, like, shoot out. (laughs) Sorry, I'll put my power drill away. I just thought we might need it. Um, You know what I'm like with the tools. I just love to get them out. Yeah. 
Okay, put them away now, please. Put them away. Put it away. Just thought I'd uh, just thought I'd get my castanets out as well and my maracas, <laughs> yeah. just in case we needed them. You know what I love? I love a little Mexican party whenever we fight fires. So I know. I'll put them away. So <laughs> right. Okay. Come on, Josh. We've got to get back to business. Right. Can you can yeah, you right. see it? I'm I'm gonna have another go. I'm gonna blow on the end, and it should okay. shoot out quite majestically. Actually, three, two, one. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. I forgot to zip up my tool bag. Uh, that was just me there. Um, you might want to give that another go, Maddie. The blowing. Sorry, I cut you off right. there with the zip. I'm gonna really inhale this time, all of my lung capacity with all my might. Josh, now is not the time for balloon animals. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought it'd be a nice treat for me watching the fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I uh, I had to let go of a big fart there, and uh, you know, just came out of me. You know, this is why nobody wants to hire us. Okay, the one time, the one shot that we have, we can't even do that right. Are we a private fire service? Wow. Yes, we are, and no plenty of them around. This is ridiculous. Okay, look, I'm with you, Maddie. I'm with you. Tell me what you need me to do. I need you to put the water. On that fire over there, okay? Can you just can you just do that? Can you take this bucket and fucking fill up the fucking bucket? All right, let me turn the tap. <laughs> All right, I thought I'd have a quick sip first, you know, just to test the water's okay. Oh, it's, it's lovely. It's very refreshing. Oh, I'm gonna fill up the bucket. I'm waiting for you to fill up the bucket, Josh. Are you having snacks? Yeah. Are you seriously water. having a picnic right now? For the people listening, Glenn just poured a lot of water on his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted a scotch egg. You know I like my scotch egg before my firefighting. Can you at least share? Oh, I can, can hear the crackle of the fire from here now. It's getting big. Sorry, that's oh uh, my some god! Cricket. Put the pepperamis away, John. <laughs> <laughs> Pepperami and scene. Oh right, well I'm absolutely soaked. <laughs> oh dear. I love the fact that Glenn didn't quite get the the concept that you were describing the noise he just made. And then, I liked it, and then I got a bit <laughs> confused with thinking what noise a pepperami makes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just said pepperami in a slightly Italian accent. <laughs> Was that the pepperami noise? You just said pepperami. Yeah, I just went pepperami. Oh, I'm sad I missed it. Jim. Yeah, there was. It was very funny. Right, thank you, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. That's okay. Thank you, Glenn. That is a lot of crotch water. Absolutely. Oh Christ! Well, I was going to drink the rest of this water, but <laughs> he's had half of his mouth in it, so um, probably not. He said, he, "He said after drinking that, he said that's not water. It is water." And he said, "That's stronger than water. <laughs> it's, it's just normal water." So I don't know what he's on. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> and our last game today is a game called Styles. This is a game for Rob and Josh, who will be creating a scene. At intervals, I will freeze and change the style of the scene, and these two will adapt to that. In this scene, Rob is a barman serving businessman Josh after a hard day in the office. So when you're ready, the game is Styles. Why, well, May, how's it going? You all right? Hi there, kindly barkeep. I'd like an old-fashioned, please. Old-fashioned what, mate? Old-fashioned old fashioned cocktail. Oh. Well, I'd like oh, sorry, one of those forgot... too. But... forgot this used to be a brothel until two weeks ago. Um, we had to re- reopen because of the old uh, COVID stuff, and it's um, not particularly COVID-friendly. So now we're a bar. Completely forgot. Um... Freeze. Medical drama. A brothel, you say? This must have been where the disease came from. This must have been where patient, patient zero came. The most virulent STD we've ever seen. What are we going to do about it, Rob? There's only one thing we can do, only one thing we can do, and that is defibrillator, which is the largest medical term I know, defibrillator, which means something to do with electrocuting your art, which is also <laughs> one of our cocktails on the menu. Would you like an electrocution of the art? Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> CBB's Bedtime Stories. <laughs> Hello, little one. How are you today? I'm fine. Tell me a story. Oh, what an angry child. <laughs> so, one day, a Papa Ice Cube jumped straight into the glass, slowly got drowned by Mummy Vodka. Oh, childhood's here are never the same. Freeze. Food Network. And so after Rob's finished with his cocktail, we'll be chopping up this huge hunk of beef. Rob, what are your thoughts on beef? the perfect for today's seasoning sponsored by argos it is dust and cinnamon dust and cinnamon on your steak brings to you anytime you want back to you josh ah cinnamon steak what a classic i don't think i've ever had a steak without cinnamon on it (laughs) freeze spanish See, mas tequila shot. Asmas. La cucaracha, la cucaracha. Free. No, 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 no. That's Mexican, isn't it? That's bad. Still Spanish, isn't it? Spanish bedtime stories. Hola, niños. ¿Qué tal? Yo soy Josh. Bienvenido de bedtime stories de BBC. Mon papá. Freeze. I'm guessing we're really good with languages, so let's go Danish thriller. Oh, no, there's a massive yum yum coming towards us. That's house the yum yum. Oh, what a donut. Freeze. Uh, Josh, you're speaking in two words. Uh, Rob, you're speaking five words at a time. Old-fashioned. Okay. Would you like ice? Yes, please. Are you sure about that? Yes, sure. Ice can be very cold. Ice hot. Freeze. 
<laughs> Sorry, Garrett. I just loved how every time Rob spoke, your your hand came out and you went through exactly what he said, counting it up, and then you're like, "Yeah, no, he's right. Hey, he's got it. He's got it. Good that one." Gotta check in, uh, Jackass. Hey, welcome to Jackass, and today we've got drinks, but we're not going to drink them the normal way. We're going to cut open our belly buttons and slide them right in. How would you feel to? How do you feel about that today, Josh? I can't wait for you to slide them right in my belly hole. Oh yeah, and now here comes Wee Man to go and give the shorts. And see. <laughs> Jesus. My belly hole. I'm going to say that more. Belly hole. You're welcome. You're still listening to Improv O'Clock with the makeup artists. Aren't they a lovely bunch? And before the mass of seagulls waiting outside my window break into my house and rip the flesh from my bones, we just about have time for a discussion. (laughs) This lot have proven they will argue about anything, and proved that again by answering this question. Meatloaf would do anything for love, but he won't do that. What is that? Anal. Anal. Without a question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that. Wait, is he doing the anal or is he getting pegged? It doesn't matter. It's just a blanket. No, any anal not going to happen with Meatloaf. I think. Just a quick quick aside. Just a quick aside. I'm speaking directly to my mum and dad now. I'm really sorry. (laughs) <laughs> well, look, I'm sure they've heard of anal before, Gary. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm just not sure it's the kind of thing that they like to listen to about in their leisure time. Naughty bum stuff. Ribbing. <laughs> <laughs> the problem's the question, isn't it? That's the, the, we... <laughs> no, sorry, so I think I this is a this this is histor- a historical conversation. I think this conversation's been had time after time, and I think people have have often quoted N- NBS as as one of the possible reasons that he might, you know, one of the possible things he might not do. <laughs> why, why don't we go with something else? Maybe he's I don't know. Maybe he's abstaining from going to swimming the Lido. Yeah, maybe he doesn't want yeah. to go to the Lido. You know, Maybe you get you can get all sorts of athletes' foot and all sorts there. So he's he's just staying well away. Meatloaf's a strict vegetarian, so I think it's eat flumps. He won't eat flumps. Yeah, eat <laughs> flumps. I don't think he like oysters. He'll do anything for love. He's not going to make oysters, even though they're an aphrodisiac. Sorry, he's not going to make oysters. <laughs> up, Jim. Is he God? Up, Jim. He's just up, Lord Jim. of the Sea. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to make oysters today. Hello there, this is Cocky with Meatloaf, and I'm going to make some lovely oysters for you today. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to make these two oysters have a little bit of oyster love, and they're going to reproduce and make more oysters. Yeah, he won't do that. He'll do anything for love, but he won't do that. Can we say that I'm that's probably sex. Meatloaf's accent? That oyster sex is wild. Like They're already well weird. So, like, the sex they have must be insane. I you know, like how slugs shoot them each other with darts when they're having sex. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a thing they do. It's oh, crazy. Boys just don't just exist, then, because this isn't something that I understand. I thought that they just were, you know, <laughs> just one of those things. I think they're animals. I think they have to sexually yeah, reproduce. How on you earth could philosophically that? study oysters. Oysters are just innate. Yeah. yeah, they just are. They just are. There was the universe, and before the universe, there was oysters. I think what Meatloaf won't do is 
I think Meatloaf likes to shop in Marks and Spencers. But whoever it is who wants to love him, does the big shop in Big Tesco, you know. As you would, it's Big Tesco. But they go to Marks and Spencers for their bits. You know, you do a little bit shop in Marks and Spencers. Meatloaf, because he's fucking insane, does the whole big shop in Marks and Spencers. He gets well, everything meatloaf. from Marks. He's loaded. I know he's meatloaf, but nobody does the big shopping at Marks and Spencers. But the he, question is, does he uh, get his oysters from Marks and Spencers? <laughs> you don't buy yeah. oysters in a supermarket. You're not going to find oysters in Tesco. You've got to go to M&S for your bits, and those bits include oysters. No, you don't You don't get oysters from M&S. If you, that's, that's food poisoning 101. Yeah, that's a waitress kind of thing. Yeah, you absolutely. Get you get oysters from the sea. Yeah. You go to I a, ate Waitrose. A, a yeah, are you telling me that you've never had Waitrose frozen mussels in that garlic? Frozen, like mussels, frozen mussels are a different thing. They're both seafood. You, you could say that salmon and tuna is also a seafood. That's because it is. Exactly. So they're not I feel like oysters. It, yeah, it's a delicacy. You are actually yeah. correct. Here's a question. <laughs> Is beaver a seafood then? If you were to eat a beaver, <laughs> would that be considered seafood? If you can get it in MS, more yes. of a river food. Now that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I, I was going to say river food. You know what isn't, um, isn't a seafood? Flumps. Mumps. And, no, no, flumps. Oh. Like the, you know, like the marshmallows. And I, and I think that I'm going flumps. with Josh's. Josh mentioned this, I think, but but vegetarian maybe he's a vegetarian and he can't eat flumps. I'm going to pick up a little bit on that, but I think I think this is more inceptive. I think we're missing the point here. He's called meatloaf. The one thing that he won't do for love is make or eat meatloaf. Yeah, because that would be cannibalism. Wow. It was. Yeah, but he's not exactly. made of meatloaf, Gareth. You you, you can't you don't prove know that. that. No, and again, you have all never humans gone back. Just loaves of meat, meaty loaves. Exactly. If you describe, no, there you go. Meatloaf has been stabbed. They uh, they got a lovely steak off of him. You cannot describe a human as a meaty loaf because that just, just sounds no. You you can't though. Because yeah, that I did. Sounds horrible. <laughs> I'd love change. that. I'd love that to be my obituary. I just, just <laughs> realised, Gareth, he was a meaty loaf. <laughs> Gareth is a meaty loaf. I don't know. I kind of want to meet this guy who's a meaty loaf. <laughs> ah, he, sounds like he sounds like a hunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I've, I've, I've got a couple of things on this one. So um, either, number one, um, meatloaf will do anything for love, but he won't cook and do the washing up at the same time. He won't do it in the same day. It needs to take turns. Whoever it is, it needs to take turns. Or alternatively, the other thing you won't go and do is look a chimpanzee in the eyes and smile at him because even he knows that's fucking dangerous. He'll rip their face off. <laughs> even for love. Meatloaf is renowned for his knowledge of the chimpanzees. <laughs> it's true, you know. I can't argue with either of those, actually. And that's all for today. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, Goodbye. everybody. And Bye. now the outro plays. Bit a 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 bit a
Wow. Sorry. That's the that's the outro. I've got right, it memorized. You managed to, to, <laughs> to create the song. <laughs> and that's all we have time for on this week's episode of Improv O'Clock. If you haven't already, then follow our socials at TMA Improv on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. While you're there, why not try sliding into our DMs with a completely random sentence or crazy story, and these might get used on a future podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next week for another edition of Improv O'Clock. Bye!